The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Coach Felicia. You guys, we made it to the end of the year, um, and I am so excited. I'm excited about all that we've done this year and what is to come. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that that was my last live episode, um, full episode. Um, but if you've been on this journey for the last couple of years, you know that at the end of the year, I really take these last two months to spend time with my family. Um, November is my birthday month. Hey, Scorpios. Um, And then it is Thanksgiving, and we're having Thanksgiving here this year. I'm so excited about that. My parents are coming up. Um, Then it's Christmas, and then it's my son's birthday. He is a New Year's baby. Um, And so it's just a lot of celebration, a lot of love, a lot of family time happening. And I really just want to... Uh, dedicate my time to that and be intentional about, you know, spending my time with my family and just enjoying that. And so with that being said, um, I'm also preparing for the next year. And so um, uh, during this time is really trying to figure out what the next thing is for Slaying Self-Doubt and the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast, um, listening to God and just really getting my direction so that I don't continue to be out of order or, you know, just getting things in place so that I don't put myself first. You know, I really just use this time to do that. But in, so in the meantime, I don't want to just leave you all hanging and like, all right, I see y'all in two months. I want to leave you with something that you can carry into your new year. So the first part of me being able to do that is, um, we're going to rewind to uh, Instagram live series that I did back in March um, doing Women's History Month. Um, it was a women's wellness um, a live uh, series. And so we talked about the importance of emotional wellness, health and wellness, physical health, marriage and relationship wellness, and financial wellness. And five different women came and spoke to us about that. And I really want you to take that into the new year because we all know you know, when you go into a new year, everybody, new year, new me, we go sign up for a gym membership. We go, you know, start taking care of ourselves. We say that it is important. And so I think that 
even though it is important, I think, remember these last couple of weeks we've been talking about the doing, I really want you to hear this before you go into this holiday season and allow it to just carry you through that so that you're able to continue to do, right? And so... You know, again, this the space that we I have created and that we have created together is supposed to be for you to be able to really just look at yourself and say, what can I do better? And so I want to leave you with these conversations over the next five weeks um, to really just think about how you can carry this into your new year. And then at the end, we do... Um, the top five of 2022. And I'm really excited about that. As of right now, I haven't gone to check, but I seem to be still in the runnings <laughs> of the top episodes of um, 2022. Uh, Previous years, I've had, you know, guest episodes be the number one episode. And so I'm excited that you guys be listening to me. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out. Also, guys, I already told y'all at the end of this year, you know, we're going to hit 50,000 downloads. And so I need you to keep sharing with 10 people um, and just keep spreading the word about slaying self-doubt so we can hit that 50,000 downloads. Um, and you need to be watching me. Or you need to be following me on Instagram because when we hit that number, I am celebrating on there, okay? So I, I told you, I ain't coming back on here. This is the last time you're going to hear a live voice. I am recording this on October 29th. So when we hit $50,000, I want you to be a part of it, whether it is through um, Instagram or through the newsletter. Either way, I need you to get connected with me Um or through the Facebook group. I need you to be connected with me so you don't miss out because I'm not, you know, in constant communication with you all doing the podcast over the next two months. So um, with that being said, guys, I hope you have an amazing holiday. I, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. All of the all of the happies. I hope that you all um, have received something from me over this year. I hope that I have impacted you in some type of way. And I hope you come back in 2023 and see what it is that God has in store for slaying self-doubt. So until next year, see ya. Um, I think she, hey, Kim. Hey. Can you How are you? Yes, I can hear and see you. Okay, great. How are oh, you? I am well. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am, again, I just told the people that you always come through. And I tell you every single time, I'm so grateful that whatever oh. I be like, do you mind doing blah, blah, blah? You be like, sure, absolutely. So I just want to thank you because yes. I, I really am. I know that this conversation is needed. Um, even in talking to like some of my clients, some of my friends, you know, just seeing stuff on social media, it really is like, this is an important thing, right? And I think Absolutely. some of it coming off the heels of I saw this, uh, I saw this uh, meme or uh, post of something that was like, you know, last month was Black History Month and now it's Women's History Month. We just keep blowing, like we technically yep. we get too much, right? <laughs> and so I'll just keep the party going with some amazing Black women all this month, and we just going we going to talk about the things that we need to talk about that's going to be able to help us to just grow and you know. Just stop having surface conversations. I feel like that is Absolutely. literally my biggest thing is not having surface conversations. So before we get started and dig in, um, can you introduce yourself, tell the people yes. uh, about yourself and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Well, first, I want to say thank you. I know you said I always come through for you, but I'm just so appreciative um, of the opportunity just to share space with you, share space with your community, um, and to be able to talk about some amazing topics that I feel like we need to discuss, like you said, yes. just getting beyond the surface. So it's always a pleasure for me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, but hello, everyone uh, who may not be familiar with who I am. My name is Kiara Flipping. Um, I am a licensed psychotherapist as well as a Reiki master and an energy healer. Um, and I'm also the owner of Core Empowerment, which is the premier virtual holistic uh, wellness outpatient mental health group. Um, and we are a private practice. Um, and then I also... Um, do some spiritual and energy guidance um, as well, um, helping Black women really journey back to their authentic selves and connect more with their intuition and their inner power versus looking outward for validation and giving their power in uh, away to someone else. I help guide them back into the internal power within. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. I, yes, from the inside <laughs> out. Yes, and I just just an FYI, if yeah. ever anyone asks me. 
about anything that has to do with like mental health services. I just want you to know, I'd be like, Core Empowerment, it is a female black owned business and all of the uh, uh, the specialists uh, are women of color. And so I, I will continue to push you. So I just want you to know uh, that, thank you, you so know, much. I'm going to start telling them, you tell them I referred you. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Thank you so much. We we appreciate it. We we truly, 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 truly do. Um, yeah, the work that we're doing at CORE is, is amazing. It's amazing work. So I, I personally know of a couple of people who, um, so like I said, you've been a guest of the show before, and we actually mm-hmm. did this. Uh, we've done this. I, I think I've talked to you probably every year, but the very first time was in 2019, like the end of 2019, and we talked yeah. about um, emotional wellness then and kind of different conversations. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I definitely wanted to highlight is that I had so many people who reached back out to me and said because of that conversation, they actually went to therapy because they realized that therapy wasn't about trauma. Therapy wasn't about something happened to me. Therapy wasn't about I'm crazy or anything. Mm -hmm. It was about their healing. And so you giving them that perspective was like, when I tell you, several women have said, oh, I listened to your podcast and when you had that therapist on, I started looking for one because I realized it wasn't about, like, I didn't have to be diagnosed with a, you know, a mental health disorder. I could just really go and figure out, like, why Mm. do I have anxiety? Why am I afraid? Why do I, you know, why do I operate the way that I do, you know what I'm saying, and deal with their stuff? So I just want to thank you. You know, I was like, but just to let you know, like, People be paying attention even if they don't need to say nothing. I appreciate that. Wow, I feel like if I don't do nothing else in this lifetime, my 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 job here has been received. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. You are you are doing the work whether you know yeah. it, whether you know it or not. So if you all throughout this time, if you all have any questions, I'm gonna just tell y'all, I'm gonna try to figure it out at the end for sure. But there's a little button at the bottom that has like a question mark. So if you have any questions, you can either put it in there or put it in the comments. Either way, I'll find it at some point in time. So awesome. we are talking about emotional wellness. I have my notes and stuff, guys. So that's why I'm looking down. Um, and I really, uh, you know how sometimes when you're just kind of doing things and you're going about life, there are times where you know that something is important, but you have a tendency, well, for me anyway, sometimes I have a tendency to be like, oh, well, somebody else is already doing that. And so I don't need to insert myself into that conversation or, or do anything in addition to that. And um, I really feel like at the beginning of the year, God was putting this heavy on my heart that I really needed to do this. And I was just like, man, I don't even know. Like, And so when it all started to come together, it was like, okay, I know that this is purposeful. Every single conversation, every person that I reached out to, I, I when I first thought about it, I was like, I don't even know what that even means. But as you all will see all the way up until the end of the month, each week is intentional about our wellness. A lot of times we have the tendency to think that we're only one thing. Like you hear a lot of people identify themselves as if you're a parent, it's like, well, I'm a mom, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I work here, I do this, I do that, but we're women first, right? And so how we show up into those spaces as a parent, as a employer as an employee as a spouse as a friend whatever it still starts with us and so for me i realized that the purpose of this was to really talk about our wellness and like you said start within like this don't have nothing to do i tell my clients all the time this don't have nothing to do with nobody else this is about Mm -hmm. you and so i feel like having these conversations allows us to really you know kind of dig in so I, I also believe that our, our wellness is essential to our survival. Over the, like I said, over these last couple of years, we've seen how things can happen in an instant, right? And how mental health was such a, a heavy, a heavy burden on everybody. Being stuck in the house for, for some people, has been since the start of it. Like I even yeah. recognize my son went back to school. My youngest son went back to school in. February of this year, but that was the first time he had been in school since March of 2020. Wow. It didn't even dawn on me that like, because I saw him every day because he was here, he was virtual. But when it when I, when I recognized, I was like, yeah, he really has been out of school 
He's been in school since he was in the fourth grade. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Right? Now he's in the sixth. <laughs> but that's the reality. And so when we think about that, even as children, like we think about ourselves and how some of those things and, you know, all the things that have happened have really affected us. And so I just wanted to talk about a few things. So the first question I had for you is what is emotional wellness and why is it important? Mm. So for me, when I think about emotional wellness, so when I think about wellness as a whole, like wellness has so many different compartments. But when I think mm-hmm. about emotional wellness, the first thing that comes to my mind is how we manage our thoughts, our feelings and our behaviors. Right. Yeah. So that, that's when I think about emotions. Right. That's what I think about thoughts, feelings, behaviors, because that's sort of how it trickles down like you typically have a thought and then you feel some type of way and then you behave a certain way, right? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So depending on your wellness, if you're, you know, say emotionally well or emotionally unwell, right? Mm -hmm. It really determines your thoughts, your feelings, and your behaviors. And for me, I feel that it's important to first become aware of your, you know, your emotional status, right? Yeah. Because that really determines I would say your connection to yourself. So when we're not emotionally well, it's almost like we lose connection to ourselves, right? We can Mm. sometimes feel ourselves kind of just spiraling, right? Just thinking about thoughts, feelings, behavior. If that's not, and I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word control. I'll just say manage. When you're not able to manage that, right? Because things are going to come up in life. Every day is not going to be perfect right Perfect. right, so right. <laughs> things are going to show up right but what what are your thoughts behind that what are the feelings that are triggered behind that and then from there how do you behave right so for me it's important to have emotional wellness so we're not spiraling out of control we're not losing connection to ourselves and we're able to manage life stressors and the things that life presents to us every day yeah yeah no, yeah, that I, 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 and what you, the first thing you said is like wellness is so many things, right? Yeah. Which is the reason why <laughs> when I, when, when God gave this to me, I was like, bro, I can't even, like, that's like a one time <laughs> conversation, right? And there's so many things that connects it, connects to that. But I'm like, when I had to think of the order, I was like, if you don't take care of your emotions mm. and your mindset, everything else is out the window we you like can forget said, about we've it seen we can forget about it if you are having a bad day whatever the reason is everything else after that like you said your behaviors are indicative of whatever your thought was and whatever you were feeling and a lot of times mm-hmm. we just be in our feelings or oh, i felt some type of way we say that often right yeah um and so and and a lot of times that that is an excuse right to mm-hmm. Our, mm-hmm. our behaviors because we felt some type of way and so when we talking about the importance of it I think what just came up for me is like, what what is the importance of our, around being able to? Uh, I just want to make sure it's not too much, but I'm, I'm just <laughs> like to like identify what those thoughts are, right? Because mm. you can feel some type of way, but what do that even mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what is the what is the thought behind the feeling some type of way? Because sometimes. For me, I feel like once I, if I feel some type of way, I need to know what that feeling is. And then that will affect how I behave, right? And then if I yeah. need to change it up, then that's on me. It may not be on, it may, I might, mm-hmm. I might be tripping, right? So I might be in my feelings, yeah. right? And so then what does that mean? I'm sad, I'm unhappy, I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated. So what is the importance of being able to identify what your feelings are? Mm-hmm. I think you just said it perfectly. What I heard is like reverse engineering it right yeah so like i'm sitting in my feelings but what provoked this feeling like what was the thought right so yeah. what, what was i thinking that somebody was judging me uh did i think somebody played me did i think somebody i don't know crossed me or whatever yeah. like, what right, was right, the right. Thought? okay now i got this thought now i feel this way now i'm yeah. in my feelings right i already yeah. think this thing now i'm feeling this way now this is going to result in a behavior mm-hmm. right do I cuss you out? Do I cut <laughs> you off? Like right. now it's the behavior. So I think yeah. getting to the getting to the root of it a, a lot of times um, causes us to have to reverse engineer it. A lot yeah. of times we just really focus on the behavior, the end result, right? This is how I'm behaving, but we gotta yeah. go back, right? Because that behavior was triggered by the feeling. That feeling was triggered by a thought, right? So again, when you mention mindset, that's I mean it's so cliche, and I feel like. I you know, know that's why I was it, like, and I it's don't like, even want to say it because it's, but it's it seems, true though. But <laughs> that part, <laughs> it is like, 
I was about to say mindset is key, but I'm like, oh, that sounds so cliche. But it is like, right. if your mindset is off, like, it, it's just going to trickle down to your feelings and your behavior. So, like, what is your thought pattern? And half the time we're thinking about things that don't even really matter or we're misjudging maybe the, the behaviors and feelings of other people. So now that got us thinking some way and feeling some way and behaving right. some way, right? Right. So when we talk about being emotionally well, again, is how do we manage our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors? Because thinking is going to happen. We're forever yeah. thinking. But can you manage your thoughts? Or yeah. do you let your thoughts take over you? right okay and then determine your feelings right and then right to your behavior so right being emotionally well doesn't mean that oh i don't think about that oh that doesn't bother me oh blah 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 no it it comes about but how do you manage that yeah how are you managing your thinking right that is that is really good so that that gives me oh i have a two questions so the first question is when you talk about that and you're saying like how are you managing your um you know everybody who is following me knows that my thing is self-doubt right so i'm gonna ask you how Mm -hmm. does self-doubt affect your emotional wellness yeah so for me self-doubt is a thought process Mm -hmm. when i think of doubt i don't really look at that as a feeling that that's like top like that's top tier if you doubt yourself automatically your feelings are going to be a result of that, right? So when I think yeah. of self-doubt, like I don't trust myself or I'm confused, I'm not connected to my intuition, I can't follow my internal guidance, like I'm just, it's all in the head for me when I think of doubt. Mm-hmm. So because I'm having this internal doubt, now I feel this way about myself, I'm not worthy. Yeah. There's no way this could be for me, right? Then we start going yeah. into that feeling of like that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Now with your behaviors, now you're not following your intuition, right? right? Now you're not walking through the doors of blessings that are sitting open for you because you don't feel worthy of those. So now yeah. we're going into the behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So that emotional wellness is is connected to that self to the self doubt at top tier in that mindset. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? I be trying no, to go does. all deep. No, it makes no, it makes absolutely, uh, it makes absolute sense. Like I totally understand that, especially like when I started this journey. Like, of course, you it was the feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, the feelings. But doing the work, you know, and I am an advocate for therapy and Jesus, right? And really mm-hmm. having to say like, but what in my mind is causing yes. these feelings, right? Like, what what am I saying to myself that's making me feel this way? Because again, it's self doubt, right? So you have to be saying something, or someone has to be, you know, like it's coming, it's starting here before you start to feel it emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just like you said, like managing managing your emotions, and I, it is taking me a long time to get to the place to be able to reverse engineer it, okay? Because mm-hmm. it, immediately the thought would happen, and I'd be like, "Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we we done. We're we're completely finished. That no, let's 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 we gonna go to the left, and that's it." Whereas now I'm able to stop and be like, "Okay, but like, why do you feel that way? Why are you even thinking that way? What is mm-hmm. it that is?" It's causing that, like what, what, you know, like and really pause and ask yourself the questions. I've always, you know, I've said multiple times for those, you know, people who follow me, like I have a control issue and I know that, like, I, I don't know why, just, it is, right? But I have to ask myself, why, what, what, why do I feel that way? What is it that I'm afraid of? And, and you have to, mm. I say that, like, I've heard a, a couple of, I had another therapist on here who was talking about truth and healing. And she was like, you have to tell the truth about yourself. And I think a lot of times in emotional wellness, we are willing to tell the truth. We are willing yep. to tell the truth about what we're really afraid of, what really scares us, what really is bothering us, what is causing us this angst or this, uh, whatever the the feeling some type of way right because mm-hmm, that's how we mm-hmm. explain it off right uh, but really being able to tell the truth and so the question i was going to ask yeah. you was like are there pr- some practical tips that you can give uh of managing your emotions but i was like see i don't want to turn it into a therapy <laughs> session so i'm no, just no, like no. how do we keep it so it's like so that you can go to co-empowerment and sign up as a client and get your own therapy <laughs> but for today <laughs> Yeah. So you know what I what what I wanted to piggyback off something you said about um not being truthful. And the yeah. what came to my mind when you said that is 
when we face the truth, that's where the work starts, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes we avoid the truth because we don't really want to do the work, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and the work ain't pretty. Yeah, and we want to stay pretty. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, right. We, we want to stay in our. We want to stay where we, we at. What we, the image that we created. Absolutely. Right? To be Absolutely. for people to be able to see us. If you had to tell the truth about yourself, you would. It's not. It's not. Everybody's truth ain't pretty. Not. Mm-mm. Not none of us. If we told the Mm-mm. truth, is pretty. You don't want to have to really tell the truth. And like you said, to be able to actually do the work. And I think yeah. that's the truth too. Like you got to be able to yeah. say, yeah, I'm not really trying to go to therapy or learn anymore because I don't want to. Yes. And that, and for some people, and, that's that, and let them be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is their truth. And, you know, even thinking about just piggybacking again off of truth, if we really look at our thoughts and analyze our thoughts, it's a bunch of lies. It's, it's full of lies. Like they're, <laughs> Like when we think about self-doubt and fear, really asking yourself, like, what am I afraid of? Like, am I in immediate danger? Like, is my life threatened right now? Like, am I afraid? Do I need to be afraid? Yes or no? Like, and the truth is probably no. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. So, and I think when we really face that, we have to rewrite our story. And so sometimes I find that people identify so much and they're so connected to the doubt to the mm-hmm. fear, to the imposter, that they don't even know themselves outside of that. Who am I yeah. unfearful? Who Ooh. am I undoubtful, right? Ooh. Who, who yeah. is this person? So I got to rewrite my story. That's work. I don't want to do it. I'll stay right here. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right right there, okay? Because, <laughs> so I just want to let y'all know, for those of you all who are watching the replay, we're talking about emotional wellness with Kiara Clipping. Uh, you can't see the comments no more because Instagram didn't let that all up. But people are saying, yes, perfect. You explained that perfectly. Come on now. So true. It's like <laughs> a whole, you, are you connected to the doubt? That's what uh, Laura says. Like, I, and what you said is so true. Like, you have to be able to tell the truth and also, oh, Lord, hold on. How did I get out of here? <laughs> we can still oh, see my. you. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened. I tried to comment. Yeah, I pressed the button. I'm sorry, y'all. I get distracted real easily. So I just want y'all to know that. I'm just going to do that so it can go away. It just, it came up and then it, was, it wouldn't go away. Oh, there you go. Your uh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think you're right. You have to be able to tell the truth. And so um, one of the things that I have been learning within the last year um, is that with the, everything that has happened lately, um, is that for probably about uh, maybe like a good 18 months, like I was grieving, which mm-hmm. is, is something else that is so big that I've realized, like even today having the conversation with someone else that like people are grieving every day. We just, yeah. we don't know it. Like I, you know, you may not know if I, like you said, continue to put that front up or whatever have you. But what I recognize is that even in my grief, I was still hiding, not only from myself, but even from the people who were, intended to be able to help me right Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so excuse me um i go to therapy i tell people all the time like i said therapy and jesus and even in my therapy sessions even though she knew i was in a grief season i just like grazed over it like it was wasn't anything right because i just was like i just want to maintain this space like this safe Mm. space that i'm in to not have to think about it, to not have to feel a certain type of way. And so I was, like you said, and, you know, kind of rewriting it. I was rewriting the fact that I wasn't even grieving. And, but it was, it was a downward spiral, really, because my behaviors and my actions really did show that something was probably off, right? Like, I know Mm -hmm. me, and I could tell just in certain things. And so one of the things that, um, we've noticed kind of in this season well I don't say necessarily but like um when we connected and I wanted to talk to you like it probably was like three maybe like two to three people who had like recently committed suicide and it was all these people who were like um I think it was a lady on Access Hollywood or Extra something on TV I can't remember her name a young girl um but she had like her mom was saying like nobody knew everybody was mm. you know kind of like she seemed like she was upbeat she seemed like she was this this and the third and i've heard this story so many times where people are like 
nobody knew that they were going through anything. And we had a conversation back in 2019 where you said that if you had labeled your friend a strong friend, go check on her. Like, because that is a heavy burden to carry. Like, you should not have... (laughs) You know, and I've noticed like throughout time that I've seen people kind of say that. Yes, Miss USA. Thank you, Keith. Um, throughout time, I've seen people say like, you know, labeling pe- a person a strong person is it's a burden because then they feel or they think like that they can't have the same emotion that you do. And so I want to talk about the strong friend mm-hmm. in air mm-hmm. quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So my first question is, how can we stop labeling people as a strong friend? I, I like, yeah. I don't even know where that came from. What was the the messaging? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would say step one is just to look at everybody as human. Like versus yeah. strong and weak. Like we're all human. I don't care if you're rich, if you're poor. You still face grief. You still face stress. Like you still mm-hmm. face you know, life, right? Yeah. So just knocking down the strong and the weak. Like, can we use other words? Like, what about the right. more dependable friend? Right. Or <laughs> the more reliable friend. Right? <laughs> but, like, strong is like, mm, and, I, and I feel you on that. It's like, you know, when the outside world has labeled you as something, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, shoot, everybody giving me this hat. I got to live up to this thing. Well, yeah. Well, I guess I'm strong, right? So now right. if I'm going through something, if I'm feeling some type of way, if I'm in a in a in a weaker state, mm-hmm. I can't tell nobody that I'm I'm supposed to be the strong one. Right, right. right. Or here everyone is grieving and stressed, and it's like I got a whole space for these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta be the strong one. Everybody else can, you know, feel well, and everybody go else through can fall and, apart but me. But I gotta hold this thing together. Like yeah. that's daunting. Right. And now once everybody has settled into their feelings and they have moved on and grieved or went through their stress cycle. Now, here you are left with not just your feelings that you avoided, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. all that energy you collected from everybody Mm -hmm. who used you as that strong friend. Right. As that strong friend crutch. That's heavy. Yeah. So, so, so heavy. Right. So how do we remove that label? I would say, let's just look at everybody as human. Yeah. Let's just change our vocabulary, right? Instead of weak and strong, we're all human, living this human experience, right? Yes. And we're going through this thing called life together. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think it's, it's different. So I think that it's okay for you to say that your friend has strength, right? Or that your friend is strong or they're, they like, that is an, an adjective versus it being a label, right? Or mm-hmm. being a... Yes, it is giving Louisa from Encanto feeling too much pressure. That that movie was amazing. <laughs> if y'all have not seen Encanto, that yeah. I, my son had to watch it, and I'm telling you, I cried through it. I was just like, I just want to this right here. I just wanted to hug all of them, right? Because we mm-hmm. all felt some of that at so many different times, right? Um, but it, it there is a tendency to box those people in, and sometimes I feel like those are the those are the people that if they don't look like they need help. They also don't think they need help, right? Mm-hmm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. No, it does. I'm yeah. Okay. And so, um, my sometimes you don't even know you're the one who's labeled as a strong friend, right? But if you do know that you're the strong friend, how can you ask for help? Mm-hmm. I think that starts with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So when I mentioned, you know, let's not label anybody as strong as weak, let's label them as humans. We have to first take the label off ourselves. We Ooh. gotta remove the hat, right? So I, I'm not that, like I am a human, right? I'm, yeah. I'm vulnerable, I'm in a stage of my life, my career, my relationship, my whatever, and I'm yeah. having a moment. I'm having a point in time in my life where I'm feeling a little weak, right? Yeah. And I think from there, once we remove that label from ourselves, um, people will start removing removing it, right? Because maybe mm. they not they haven't even seen that side of you, and maybe that's why you even got the label strong friend in the first place. Right, right. They've never seen you weak. They've never seen you vulnerable. You're you're always yeah. resilient. You're the one who bounces back. You're the mm. one who has it all together. But that's what you present, mm. right? So mm. I think the first it first starts with us opening up, yeah. letting people see. Not that people got to know all your business or know that you know whatever, whatever, but just being vulnerable, letting people yeah. see all sides of you because it's not that somebody is strong or somebody is weak. It's your, I would say, it's your determination to tap into your strength. We're all strong. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're all weak. Like, yes. We have moments. Like, it's not that you're this or that. We are yeah. both. There are moments yeah. where I am strong, where I'm resilient. I'm able to knock something off and bounce back. And there's moments where something will hit me. And I got to sit down for a minute. Right. <laughs> but I am able to tap back into my strength, you know, as a, yeah. as a choice, right? So I think it starts with us. I really do. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, relationships are coming up for me right now. I'm just thinking about, you know, just being in relationships. Like, oh, I got it. No, I don't need no help. Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. You don't got it. Allow whomever to assist you. Yeah. Allow- a welcome in help. If you you off that, nah, I got it. Oh, you strong. Oh, you good. You feel you don't need nothing, right? No, yeah. I need help. Yeah. Like, I welcome assistance. Like, yeah. yes, and, and because I welcome assistance or welcome help, I call them my blessings, it doesn't make me weak. I'm right. open to it. Yeah. No, and I think that that is so important because we're not meant to do life alone. That is not how God designed it to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus said to our disciples, if anything else, <laughs> I don't know what it is, right? He could have done it all. He did not need them by us. But he needed to show us that, yes, you need to have help. Absolutely. You need to have people in the air because we don't have everything. So you need to have people who are in areas that them it that may not be your strength to be able to mm-hmm. um uh what's the word it starts with a C I can't think of it. Compliment. it my, Compliment there you go that's the mm-hmm. word uh-huh. um because the other thought <laughs> that popped into my head was like um and we'll talk about this later ladies but marriage right yeah that, like you you can't do everything like you you the person that's the reason why if you are married your spouse is to compliment you right there's areas that you're strong in that your spouse is not strong in and it goes it it, it intertwines but together y'all could be a force to reckon with you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing when it comes to your your village and your people absolutely um all of that like if you all are that's why i say having these surface conversations to me, I feel like that was good in I, you know, twenties, maybe even early thirties, but old girls getting a little older, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, I we need to be having some I don't wanna just be talking about like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I need some nothing, right? <laughs> I, I need some substance in my life. And so I need to be able to have people around me who can have those type of conversations. But just to your point, that means that I have to show up. I have yep. to be vulnerable. And I have to be like, y'all, this is, today was trash. And this mm-hmm. is the reason why it was all trash, right? Seriously. And then allow somebody else to say, you know what? Today was trash for me too. And guess what? If we all a mess, we will all pick each other up. <laughs> yep. It doesn't have to be one person who says, uh okay well let me make sure you okay and and i would also say that because i i know that i have a tendency for me i'm this is the confession moment that i have a tendency <laughs> to be the strong friend right not because um i don't need help but sometimes when something comes to my mind and i'm like let me check on this person let me check on this person let me do like i have i had an instance where um my best friend passed away at 32 like suddenly and mm-hmm. I think that that is something that always like sits in the back of my mind that relationships are so much more important to me that I really try not to miss things because before that I would like, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel mm-hmm. like doing Like it wasn't even no reason why I didn't. I just, I didn't feel like it. So I didn't. Whereas that after that, I was, you know, really adamant about like, let me check on my friends. But at the same time, I'm able to say, X, Y, and Z happened. This is not, you know, this is going on. Can y'all pray for me? Can y'all, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I need help in this area. I need this. Does anybody know, uh, you know, uh, a therapist? Does anybody know an acupuncturist? Like, whatever it is I need, yeah. help in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, let me go try to find, get use my people because if these people are in my life, they're in my life for a reason. If they're still here, that means that they have purpose for me. And I also think that if we don't allow our helpers, to help us, then we block and they bless too. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Being receptive yes. to that. And, and yes. I, I love that you always preach Jesus and therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. They go hand in hand. Hey, listen, he made the therapist, so I mean... <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, it definitely. So I, I, that was one of the biggest things that, um, for me, like in this conversation of like 
us being able to take that cape off. Mm-hmm. Whoever gave it to us, whether it was society, whether it was uh, watching other things. And I think historically, a lot of times, especially in the Black community, women had to be strong, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the mm-hmm. things that were going on. And I think that now that we're, you know, rewriting our own history, yep. changing the narrative, I don't have to wear this cape. You can... You can take that, right? I don't. Yep. No, no, thank you. That is, it's not my side. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't need none of that. Yeah. And so I think that it's an important thing to be able to have the conversation, so that people can free themselves of that burden, right? Like, cause somebody else could have gave it to you, and you tell them, you take that back. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm. want to be strong. Like, I need you to let me see. And then I think that the other part is that we talk about relationships. That allows you to see people in a whole different light. Absolutely. Because if you can't be vulnerable to the person that you have been carrying, that's not your people. Yep. 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 That is so true. That is they so go true. Both ways. Like we gotta we gotta change the, the vocabulary. Like let's let's replace strong. Let's replace it with something else. Yeah. Can we say resilient? <laughs> yeah. Some, something that, yeah, it's not another word that doesn't carry such a heavy heavy burden on us that we have to and then I think the other part is that you feel like you have to show up like that all the time no matter what and you know it definitely isn't fair so Mm -hmm. um y'all if um I have like two more questions but if y'all have any questions drop them in the uh drop them in the comments or just look just put them in the comments because I don't even know where that question (laughs) box goes um thing yeah (laughs) so what are some things that we can start doing to improve our emotional wellness Hmm. The first thing I would say is awareness. I think awareness is like the first step to almost everything. Just becoming mm-hmm. aware of it. Like truly like, oh my gosh, like I'm not emotionally well. Like right. again, my thoughts, my feelings, my behavior, yeah. like something off. Like once we yeah. come to that awareness, I think that is like the doorway, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we can avoid um, and not really want to face what's actually happening within us. So awareness, yeah. I think is number one. The second one I would say is spending some time alone. Mm. I think sometimes we become emotionally unwell because of the energy that we're taking in externally. Yeah. Right. So whether that's your work environment, your friend circle, your family, social media, like wherever you're soaking in external Mm. energy that is not of your own. I think that's where that fear, that anxiety, that self-doubt, that imposter syndrome, that worry. When you really sit with yourself and really sit with your thoughts and your feelings Mm -hmm. and analyze your behaviors, you'll start to see that a lot of that stuff you're feeling really not even yours. Like you're you're carrying other people's stuff. Like that's not even your thing. I need you to (laughs) talk about that. Come on, come on. It's just so true. I'm just talking about the work that I do and within myself and with others. It don't even be yours. Like, what are you afraid of? Like, where did you get that fear from? Oh, well, you know, when I was growing up, my mom said, or, you know, I saw on social media this. Like, what are you taking in? What are you feeding yourself? But we don't know that because we're consuming. Like, we're consum- you're consuming when you don't even know you're consuming. Mm. We're always mm-hmm. taking things in. When your phone rings and you pick it up, what's on that other end? You're consuming that. When yeah. you hang up that phone, you might go, oh, whatever, that's their problem. But you're still energetically holding that, right? Yeah. And if, you, if you're if you not, you know, working on your, your emotional wellness, your energy wellness, that stuff is going to transfer into you. Now you feel some type of way. Now you're behaving yeah. some type of way. Now your mind is wandering and you're thinking about some stuff. So it really is a process, right? Mm-hmm. Really spending some alone time so you can detach from the external and really spend mm. time with your true and pure, authentic energy to be able to see who am I? Are these even yeah. my thoughts, right? Are these even my true feelings? Why am I behaving yeah. like this? Am I acting yeah. out because of something else I heard or because of what somebody else told me? Now it's triggering me to behave this way. This don't even got nothing to do with me. But here it's not I even am. my business. It's not even mine. But here I am thinking, feeling, and, and acting out some stuff that's not even mine. So definitely awareness. Um, I would say spending a long time and then the third would be setting boundaries and sticking to the boundaries okay come on boundaries. and i say sticking to the boundaries <laughs> the one thing that had a boundary like they all lose it's like yeah these are my boundaries and then somebody try to cross them you're like oh well right so not <laughs> right. setting the boundaries but sticking to the boundaries right and, I, and i'm kind of putting this in in order 
So once we have the awareness, we're able to tap away and spend some alone time with our with our newfound awareness, right? Right. Then from yeah. that that sitting with ourselves, we're able to go, all right, this ain't working. Like yeah. this this gotta stop. Like right. this is madness, right? <laughs> I gotta set some boundaries, but you you're not gonna be able to do that until you spend some time with yourself to really see what's going right and what's not, right? Yeah. Based on what you're truly feeling. So setting those boundaries and sticking to them, putting them in place. And then really finding some ways to learn how to manage your stress. Mm. I think that would be what? Tip four, I say. Four, yeah. Managing your stress because stress is going to happen. Again, I don't care how much money you got, how much money you don't, how much whoever you are, whoever you ain't. Like, everybody goes through stress. It is inevitable. You're going to have to deal with some level of stress. But how do you manage that? Right. I yeah. think it will directly impact your emotional wellness. And then I would say really connecting to your purpose. That would probably mm. be my fifth my fifth and final one is really truly connecting to your purpose. Because I feel like when you're aware of your purpose, connected to your purpose and know that you're really flowing within your purpose, just quite naturally your emotional wellness starts to settle in place, right? Because when yeah. you're aware of your purpose, you're you're moving through your purpose, you're you're thinking is in alignment, right? Yeah. Your feelings are in alignment and therefore your behavior is in alignment. Kind of that same process. So those yeah. were my top five. I think that was five. No, but those, those, those are five. Re- Listen, those <laughs> were really... I think that was no, but those, those are re- listen. Those were really, really good, right? Because there's a like, they all were really good. So when I said you couldn't breathe past the, uh, dang, this is my brain. See, this is why we got too many <laughs> things going on. Long time? Yeah, no, was it there a long time? Was it long time? Yeah, sitting with your thoughts, and then what was the yeah. number three? Oh, when, with, when it's not yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure. That one. Uh-huh, that one, that one, that one. Right. Um, we don't realize, like you say, we're consuming so much. Even right now, right? We're consuming. Yeah. We're consuming information, right? And and then for some people, it's overload. For some people, you know, they're like paying attention, but you're not paying attention. But then later on, you may not really. I don't know where I heard this from, but somebody yep. else said, I need to sit with myself, right? And then you'd be like, oh, dang, I was on this live two weeks ago, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. And I think it's so important with what you said and being able to sit with yourself, having the awareness, because you have to know how, 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 whatever you're consuming affects you, right? Yes. So for what I do in my podcasting and in coaching, I have a tendency to carry other people's stuff. And I have to mm. remind myself to care, not carry. And when I say that, it doesn't mean like uh, I'm out here trying to be like, okay, how can I get this done for them? But it's constantly on my mind, right? And so I had to learn a certain, like, what I needed to do for myself. And I needed to do some mindless stuff. So I know I have this right now. And then after this, I have small group for an hour and a half where I talk to women in the group that I've been talking to for the last three to four years. And we talk about heavy stuff sometimes. You know what I did before this? For three hours, I watched TV. I did TV. And I just, I watched all my Chicago shows. And I just... I sat there and I watched it, and then coming into this, I, I was okay. Versus sometimes we try to do all the stuff. We trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, let me take this from here to here to here to here. And I've never been. And, and and when you carry that, then you become drained. And the other part to that is that when people dump their stuff on you, they feel so much better. Don't they? They do. And then you over <laughs> here like, well, why do I feel like I'm ready to fight? Like I'm just trying to figure out. Yep. What what is going on? And so um, those were like those were really really good. And the boundaries and sticking to them, right? Like sticking we can't. To them. That's another cliche word about setting boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And, and phrase, and that's something that we tell people to do. But sticking to them is the important part, and that is a that's to protect yourself, right? Absolutely. Like, we, these conversations are about us. They're not about other people. And if people don't respect your boundaries, again, those are not your people. And I think that all of this has to be like that first part of being aware and kind of knowing that you you need to be able to do these things, that you need to be still. You need to mm-hmm. um, not carry other people's stuff. You need to set boundaries. You need to focus on your purpose. Because if you paying attention to everybody else and you're not working at what you're doing, what, I mean, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I just... 
I don't know. What are we doing here? So we do have a question. The question is, how do you release friends that you know are emotionally draining? Sheesh. Now, let me just tell you, I cut people off. So I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I think it might be the Scorpio in me. It don't take much. I, that's it. So I, I can't help. Uh, here, go ahead. Sure. Pass, pass the baton. <laughs> I'm pass the baton. <laughs> that would be a part of the boundary. So you're already aware. You have probably already set with yourself and you know, this person is draining. And now we're at the boundaries, right? So, you know, going kind of what you said about cutting off, you know, okay, is this somebody I want to like completely cut off or do I still want them in my life? Right. But I need to manage their access to my energy. Ooh. Right. So I don't want to give them the, the boot completely, but okay. I need to manage the access. Right. So every time that phone rings, don't mean you got to pick it up. <laughs> Check in with yourself because you already know what's on the other line. Yeah. Like, am, yes. I, am I in an energetic space to receive what I know is on that other line? Right. Mm. So sometimes we can love people with a little bit of space. That don't mean I love you less because yeah. I have to put a little bit of space in between us. That's just me loving myself a little bit more because I need to protect and guard my Ooh. energy. But I still love you. I still care for you. I still want you in my life. I still want to talk to you. I yeah. still want to hang out. But I can't do it every day. I might not yeah. even be able to do it every week or every month, right? Because it's just too much. And mm -hmm. communicating. Letting, letting sis know, like, you know, I love you, girl. But I feel like every time we talk, it's always about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, you know, that's really draining for me. You know, I can't, I can't handle all of those type of conversations. Like, let's, let's talk about something else. I do want to talk to you, but just not about that right now. What else is going on? Yeah. What else is happening? And I, and you I know? can guarantee you, you can get her up out of there and she'd be like, oh, so you not trying to support me? <laughs> and, and that's, that's when you might got, got to, got to put a little bit that's more. That's when you cut them off. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you just going to end up cutting them off. It just, <laughs> but no, like, no, that actually is a good. See where your boundaries are because the boundary starts with you. People don't, you got to teach people how to love you, right? You got to teach people how to respect you. It's like, how are they supposed to know? I can't read your mind. You've been answering my calls all these years. How am I now right. supposed to know that you bothered? And let right. you communicate it to me, yeah. right? Now, now that I've communicated my boundary to you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm thinking, you know how I'm feeling, it's clear. Now, how you act after that is going to show me whether or not you respect my boundary or not. But Ooh. once I set a boundary, it's a non-negotiable. This is my right. boundary. This is what it is. Either you respect it or you don't. If you want to be in relationship with me, then we have to respect one another's boundaries. And my boundary is that every time you call my phone, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. Man. So sounds, you know what? I just you know what came to my mind in that this moment, very moment. I said, I cut people off because I'm not trying to have that conversation. I'm no, not but how many of us really avoid confrontation and confrontation don't mean we got to fight there is yeah. such thing as healthy confrontation confrontation is just a differing of opinions or a differing of thought yeah. processing we all think differently right and she might go oh damn i didn't even know i didn't even know that bothered you that much yeah, My bad. yeah. Like, all right well now that i know like i respect you i understand i'm so sorry girl i ain't even i didn't even want to do that you know but we don't know until we have right, those right. courageous yeah conversations with people but that's a part of the boundary the boundary you know you don't want to be passive aggressive you don't want to just be setting these boundaries with your behavior but not having the verbal conversation of this is the boundary that is set right yeah no that's good that was good i hope that answered your question uh, so I, i'm gonna go backwards uh, so this one says uh, people treat you blah, 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 blah. people treat you differently when they know you're too nice to say anything how do you mm. stop being known as the nice one? Hmm. How how can you stop being known as the nice one? When I hear that, I kind of hear like pushover. Like that's what I hear. I hear pushover. I hear being taken advantage of. So how do you stop being known as the nice one? Is it really stand up for yourself and to verbalize? Uh, people don't talk. Like we do not talk. Yeah, that's real. Like, that's real. We don't communicate. And I think when people hear like communication, they think of like being in romantic relationships. Like when people say, right, yeah, right. you know, our relationship lasted so long because, you know, communication was key. Like that's in all relationships. Yeah, Whether it's yeah. your teacher, your pastor, your friend, your kid, yeah. right? Your children, yeah. you got to communicate. Like 
communication is key in, in, in any type of relationship. So the question of how do I stop being known as being known as the nice person or whatever that may be, it's to use your words. Ain't that what we tell mm-hmm. our kids? Use your words. Why are you acting out and behaving? Use use your vocabulary. Say what it is that you need to say and be courageous. Yeah. And I think that the first thing that came up for me was, again, what you say, boundaries, right? But communicating those boundaries, like, and letting people know that, listen, you're not about to just say anything to me. And, and sometimes we, the thing about it is, is that it, what came, the other thing that came up for me is that a lot of times when people will see that, they'll say like, oh, that, um, the phrase of like people pleasing, right? Like, oh, person, they, they do that. And some of it is people, but then you have other people, which you just said, like confrontation isn't a bad thing, right? You have two people say like, I'm just non-confrontational. That still doesn't mm. mean you can't speak up for yourself. That still yeah. doesn't mean that you can't, you know, say no, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And, and that's what she said. She said, I don't like conflict. So I don't think anybody thing. likes conflict. Nobody yeah. likes conflict. And I think conflict happens the more we avoid communicating. Oh, yeah. That's where it becomes a blow up. That's now we fighting. Now you didn't piss right. me off. Now you didn't done, done this too too many times. And now right. now, now I'm, I'm going to say something. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But it's again, you're aware. You sat with yourself. You know who you are, right? Somebody may do something, say something, and you know within yourself that that just does not feel right or does not sit right with you. Even if you yeah. think one of them, come back the next day and go, you know, girl, yesterday we was talking and you know you had said such and such. I really didn't like that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. It made me feel like this. And, you know, I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that no more. Yeah. What's yeah. Your, what, what could, if I said that to you, like, what could you say? If you loved me and respected me, you'd be like, oh, my yeah, God, Yeah, I'd be bad. like, dang, my bad. Yeah, I didn't mean like, it like I that. Didn't... Okay. Exactly. No problem. Yeah. yeah. But if I held that in and you kept doing it over and over and I got sick of it, now we're in conflict. Now we're fighting right. because I'm not able yeah. to approach you from, from an empowered standpoint. I'm, I'm approaching you from you didn't piss me off. Right, so now yeah. that energy that I am giving to you, you're going to receive it. So when people say, well, I just matched your energy. Well, if I come to lunch and I'm pissed off and I share something with you right before when I came to you in power, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah. But that, I was, right? was rah, rah, rah. you like, no, wait a minute. You're going to match that. Now we're in conflict. And I think that's what people avoid. Again, Thinking of emotional wellness, it starts with the thought. Dag, I don't want to say this to this person. Why? What are you thinking? You're going to be rejected. They're not going to want. They're not going to want to be your friend no more. Like, what? Are, what yeah. is your thought? Right now, what kind of that? Now real. I'm feeling. I'm. I'm afraid now. Now I'm scared to say something. Yeah, now what's your behavior? Yeah. Now you avoid in the conversation. It Man. all goes into the emotional wellness. So again, what does it mean to be emotionally well? Being able to manage your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. We got to learn how to manage these things. Yeah. And and I did that part of, like, why you don't, why don't I want to have that conversation? And when you say, like, well, maybe I, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I could think of some people, you know, that I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you going to lose them as a friend? And so then, but it, with that being said, like, I don't want to lose that relationship. I actually value it. So I don't want to say anything. But at mm. the same time, I'm sacrificing myself and my well-being and my emotions for for what? For their company? Exactly. When I think about it now, I'm like, that don't even make no sense. Like, so I'm over here. What they say, like, you 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 drinking the poison thinking the other person's supposed to die or something like that? Like, yeah. it, it's the math is not my thing because we not, mm. we end up being hurt. And then we be mad that they don't know that we was mad the whole time because yeah. we didn't communicate. Communicate. Oh. Full circle. Back to communication. Okay. <laughs> we back to communication. So basically what she's saying is, y'all, you just need to talk to your people. Okay. Talk to yourself. Get in uh get an awareness about yourself if you know and we going I'm gonna do this one more time. This is the third time. I'm gonna say it and I'll put it down in the uh I, every time I do this, I always say show notes because I'll be thinking about the podcast. But in the comments, uh, the link to Core Empowerment, if you have listened to this conversation and you feel like, you know what, I really am in a space where I feel like I need to be able to learn how to manage my emotions. I want you to understand that you do not have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. That is the reason why they are licensed therapists to help you manage your emotions. I will also tell you that if the first one don't work, 
try, try again. I've yeah. heard too many people that's like, that one didn't work, so I just stopped. You know, we are clinical professionals just like any other profession. Yeah. I didn't try so many dentist offices until I found <laughs> the one I like. I ain't exactly. say, oh, I ain't like that dentist office, so I'm never so going to get cleaned again. <laughs> what? That's trifling.
more of energetic wellness, more of intuitive healing. Um, but I am a licensed psychotherapist, so everything I do incorporates licensed psychotherapy in it. So if you're looking to work with me personally, you can uh, visit my personal website. But if you are looking for a, um, a therapist outside of myself, definitely you can reach out and complete our new client form. Yeah, so I'll put both of those in, not the show notes, but in the comments <laughs> so you guys can get to that. And there's a link on my, um, there's actually a link on my website, my resource page. Core Empowerment is the first one on there, y'all. Oh, um, I'm t- I told you, you listen, I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm, I'm a believer, I'm committed, and I, I am, it, it is really all the things, like, it is, it's, it's all the things, so, um, Thank you so much, Kira. You're y'all, welcome. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Y'all tune in next week, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, right back here. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. Can you all hear? All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self-Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.